0: Hi, Christian. Really good to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome, Steve. Thank you very much for the invitation. Looking forward to it. All right, cool. So um, I wanted to just start really with going a little bit into your backstory because I think it's absolutely fascinating. And one that I think when people hear it, they'll they'll be inspired. That you know, there is another way of doing life if people find themselves stuck in a business or a career which they're not particularly fond of and they're not really getting. What they want from it. So I just for a few minutes wanted to go back there and then we're going to talk a lot more about what you're doing right now because that is absolutely gold for any business owner to be able to create you know, extra streams of income. So that is what the main focus is going to be but I don't want to miss out on this, this, this initial part of your history if that's okay with you. So if we go back to when you wrote Sack Your Boss, which was a book in 2018. And if anyone hasn't read it, I recommend reading it. It's full of absolutely brilliant insights and quotes and just um, methods and a system basically for creating your dream life or creating your dream business. But can you just go back to how you got that, how you actually got to writing that book when you left your corporate job and the sort of the gap in between and, and what made you actually take the decision to put the time into creating that.
1: Yeah, no, I will. I'll uh, try and give you the the quick summary. And um, my background, Steve, actually was in music industry. So when I go back to kind of, you know, my late teens, and I was at the point of deciding, you know, those that kind of crossroads, right, you know, you go to university, you spend another however many years studying, and that just really didn't appeal to me at that young age. And I followed my passion. And I just followed my heart. It wasn't with any real intent. But um, at that time, uh, I was very much into dance music, clubbing, DJing. That was what I did every weekend. And um, there was no real formal route into that industry. It's very much kind of who you know, connections based. And um, I was very lucky. I got my foot in the door with some work experience at EMI Records, um, which was situated in Brook Green, and that was in 1998, and I was kind of like 17 slash 18 years old, and um, yeah, that was kind of my route into the music industry and built up connections and um, managed to get a full time job at EMI. So I was the envy of all my friends who are at uni, you know, eating beans, and I was uh, on VIP list at, at all the hot clubs in London. So that was really cool. Um, And I spent four years there. And uh, and then, um, you know, ultimately that led to a a career of 16 years in the dance music industry and had, you know, many successes, lots of number one, you know, UK hits. And um, fast forward to probably around about 2014. And um, I think like many people who are in a job, right, you kind of you kind of wake up one day and you think, wow, I'm really kind of just going through the motions here and uh, on that hamster wheel that so many people find themselves. And um, I was fortunate at that time, you know, I didn't have, uh, I didn't, you know, I wasn't married, I didn't have kids. So, you know, sometimes people feel quite trapped in that, you know, they have to continue working because they are reliant on that single source of income. And if they haven't got that single source of income, which is in most people's cases, either from a job or from their own business, then they can't afford to pay their monthly outgoings. They can't support their family, and many people find themselves trapped in that situation, and then end up spending the next twenty years doing the same job that they don't really enjoy. They're not passionate about, and you know I think that's a very sad situation. And um, thankfully, I think things are changing. You know, uh, the entrepreneurial spirit is alive and kicking these days, and it's never been easier with all the technology and the systems that we have in place now to be able to start a business, to be able to learn for free, to be able to connect to people all over the world. So there's never been a better time. Um, But I found myself um, kind of thinking, okay, I've got a choice here. Again, do I spend the next 15, 20 years doing the same job, staying in the music industry, or is now the time for change? And I decided, yeah, it was the time for change. And like many people do, you kind of head to the internet and you start typing keywords in, you see other ways to make money or how can you build wealth and the usual stuff comes up, right? You can do property, you can trade the markets, you can start an Amazon business, lots and lots of different opinions that exist on the internet. And you become quite overwhelmed, confused, not really sure who to trust and you know, it's very easy to go down a path where you can spend a lot of money, many thousands of pounds often, and um, really going down a dead end following what somebody else has said you could be successful at, but not necessarily taking stock of your own experiences, your own interests, your own skill sets. And, um, you know, I decided to uh, to go down the route of property. Um, I sacked my boss, I, I quit my job uh, at the end of 2015. And um, yeah, that first year of entrepreneurship um, when I was fully focused on, on property was actually really tough. You know, I was sourcing property deals in London. It was a hot market. And even though I'd invested heavily in my education, you know, had a mentor, I realized at the end of that 12 months that I actually didn't really enjoy it. I wasn't making money from it. I wasn't, you know, it just wasn't the right fit for me. But luckily, just before I left my job, I had come across this website online called meetup.com. And um, I remember it was about a month before I left my job. And I was looking on there. I was looking for kind of groups of people interested in personal development or you know, similar situations uh, that I was in. And I wasn't really finding anything. Um, so I decided to set up my own meetup group and I called it Escape the Rat Race Within 12 Months. And when you set up a group on meetup, you have to pick a date for your first meeting. And I picked a date a couple of weeks into the new year. So just after I quit my job, I was out there on my own. And I thought if four or five people turn up, we could talk about rich dad, poor dad, you know, four hour work week, have a coffee. That'd be quite cool. Well, 40 people turned up that night. They just kept on arriving. And I had this little kind of couple of sofas reserved in a hotel in London. And yeah, there was people everywhere. And uh, so I managed to, to kind of negotiate a room at the hotel we were all sat around this table. And I just stood up and I said, well, look, this is my story. I've just quit my job. I'm interested in learning other ways of generating income streams. I'm looking at things online. I'm, you know, I'm going to do property. That's my plan. And everyone just got up, said a few words, shared their ideas. The energy in the room was amazing. And then afterwards, I bought everyone a drink at the bar because that was part of the negotiation deal with the hotel to get the room. So everyone had a great night and everyone was buzzing and we said, okay, well, let's do it again next month. And we had 40 people turn up the following month. And within that first year, had a thousand people join the Escape the Rat Race meetup group. And as I said, at the end of that first year, and I was reflecting, um, the property journey was not anything like I had expected it to be but the escape the rat race had literally come out of nowhere and that was what i was really passionate about i loved personal development i loved helping other people and it was helping me grow as an individual as well because i was learning so much and also since doing something called wealth dynamics which uh, you know is a basically an online profiling assessment i realized that i am a deal maker profile and it's my natural flow To connect people together. When I look back at the music industry, I was always the connector. I was bringing different groups of friends together, and I had naturally kind of fallen into that flow with what I had set up with Escape the Rat Race. And so I then decided I was going to focus on that and turn that into a business, and then built my network. And over the you know next two three years, that's what I yeah that's what I did. I built Escape the Rat Race brand, started a podcast, and then wrote the book. Oh, that's amazing. Well, well
0: done for you for uh, finding your your uh, your path at that sort of quite an early stage coming out of your career. Um, I know that, interestingly, I had a similar sort of thing when I left medicine and came out and went back into property because I had previous property experience and development. And, and it's not quite the same way, but I end up starting a group talking about systems and outsourcing because that's the sort of thing I like to do. I'm a bit of a geek. And yeah, people just... Well, to sort of levitated towards it, so uh, uh, very interesting to hear that. I had, didn't know that side of it, so yeah.
1: Well, I'll, I'll add, I'll add just a caveat there to uh, you know put some some real life you know learnings and lessons into that. In that, it wasn't all a bed of roses by any stretch. Um I had given up a salary, so a regular source of income, and I had savings. And you know, you realize when you're relying on savings, they disappear pretty quickly, and. That's exactly what happened. And in that first year, I wasn't making money. You know, it was really difficult. And it continued to be difficult even into year two and year three. So I think, you know, the 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 picture that entrepreneurship is always the grass is greener, you know. Yay, you know, quit your job, it'll be brilliant, start your own business. It's tough, right? I'm gonna underline that 10 times. It is not easy. And obviously I've worked with hundreds hundreds and hundreds of people now over the last few years who've come to my events. And, um, you know, the the success rate is not that high. Um, People like the idea of financial freedom. They like the idea of having their own business. But when the reality kicks in of how much hard work it is and how long the time to learn something and the results are a lagging indicator, they don't come straight away. Many people give up too soon. Um so you know, it's not easy. Um, but I think that comes down to your drive and your reason why, because if you want it bad enough, you kind of push through those barriers and you come out the other end and And, and this is an important point that has driven me for many, many years, Steve actually is I first kind of got switched on to personal development back in 2004. Um, a friend of mine put a CD into his car and it was Jim Rohn. And Jim Rohn is like an American, you know, business guru, you could call him. Uh, One of the original old school, he's he's a proper OG. And uh, I just had never heard anything like it. And um, from that moment, I was just fascinated by this world of personal development and almost more as a challenge to prove to myself, is this possible or is it all just BS? You know, and that has been my mission almost. That's been my driver um and I can kind of now say, yeah, it is possible, but it isn't easy.
0: Yeah, I can totally relate to that as well. I think, you know, if I go back, I've been starting businesses for 20 years, all except my property, which is pretty hard to actually totally fail at unless you uh, you go bankrupt on a on a development project or something. But um uh, my property's sort of given me the the freedom to fail in lots of other things and not go bankrupt. And um I've had three failed businesses and finding something that you're passionate enough about to stick at long enough to get to a point where it actually becomes profitable. I think you've n- n- hit now on the head. That is probably the the biggest reason why most businesses don't. Either they don't have the, the cash to keep going, like you said, you know, earning nothing for a year, two years, three years, you need to have either savings or additional streams of income, which we'll I think we'll t- touch on quite a lot in a next few seconds. But if you're trying to do this straight out of the bat, you know, I've got friends that their savings have run out, and they just have to go back to work, and and that's you know, it's so sad. I mean, I, I as an entrepreneur as well. Like one of my biggest drivers, you know, I've got family reasons. I've got i love my wife to be able to quit her job and do something she's passionate about. But actually, for me as an entrepreneur, I think a lot of us have this: is that we just want to succeed in business. And when you said that before, it really resonated. Like you just wanted to prove that it was possible. And I think that's a huge part of a, a driver for me with, with with what I do is I want to prove to myself that I can be successful in business cuz it's the only thing I've ever wanted to do for any you know, since I was since I was a kid.
1: Yeah. So. And it becomes a game, right? It's it's like yeah. it's a game. You just get better at the game.
0: Yeah. yeah. Hope you hope you can uh, survive long enough in the game and, <laughs> and don't go bankrupt too many times before uh, before you finally win. So All right, cool. So um you mentioned the financial challenges of actually coming out and actually starting a business. And I just wondered, because I know you've you've used virtual assistants now in in your business as a way to um, to actually get work done. When did that sort of enter into your world, the idea of of outsourcing to other countries that maybe where you can get... Uh, work done cheaper than, say, if you're going for a UK-based
1: employee? Pretty pretty early, actually. I'd say probably like, you know, year two. So um, when you escape the rat race, you know, I decided, okay, I'm going to turn this into a business and focus pretty much all my time on on this rather than on property. Um, I took on a VA, actually. And um, I don't know if this is a classic mistake, um, but I took someone on, and then it almost became a job finding jobs to give them Uh, and it was stressful because i was like oh god like the va is going to turn up in a minute i haven't got anything for her to do today and you know i i just hadn't really Got it set up in the way that it needed to be and um i think a lot of people again they you know they like the idea and the sound of having a va but like you teach right is you've got to you've got to have a way of 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 training them of, of showing them exactly clear instructions of what to do but also making sure you know that you have actually got enough stuff that requires a va or or certainly understanding the tasks in your business that you should be outsourcing first and and I didn't have any structure at all there was no real system I just thought oh I'm getting busy let me take someone on and um it was a bit of a disaster to be quite honest and um they didn't last very long um and then probably 6 months later I did take on another VA and that VA um it's from the Philippines and um she is still with me today um and that's like you know 4 years probably
0: yeah you know I made all those same mistakes I literally used to make stuff up I'd be like Oh yeah. I just need uh, these files moving or like organizing, like trying to so create work for her that seemed so she could seem or feel busy or whatever. So yeah, yeah. Totally resonate with that. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, So let's move on now from your escape the rat race period in your life to what you're doing now. And I think one of the things that really struck me, you know, I actually, I, I reread using, uh, I, I reread the book, escape the rat race, which I read actually a couple of years ago. And, um, and one of the things that if I look at the stuff you talk about in that book, and then what you do now, I mean, there's a massive congruence between those two things like, and the values come over really strongly. And, you know, you talk about this in the book that you need to be sure that the, the path you go on is in, is in line with your values, because then I think it's Dr. D. Martini you quote in the book. And um, again, a, a great author for this on this sort of subject, is if you find something's totally in line with your values, and you're heading towards that, then sort of obstacles move out the way because you don't see them as obstacles. You see them as challenges to be overcome. And I think that just like thinking about you finding Kevin, I'm really interested in how that happened because it seems like you're sort of like a a match made in heaven almost. And, you know, I'm really interested to hear that that story and how you actually became in in that partnership with him.
1: Yeah. So you're referring to Kevin Whelan, who's the founder of Wealth Builders and um, Kevin was someone that I, met on the very first ever property networking event I attended in London, which was in 2014. I was still, you know, in my job at that point at the record label. And, um, I, I, you know, I was kind of getting my head switched on to this new world, right? This new world of property and entrepreneurship and all of this. Um, and yeah, I just trundled along to a property networking event in London and, um, and Kevin Whelan was speaking that night and, um, he was speaking about pensions and in the music industry, pensions are not particularly a big to- topic, right? Um, so it was nothing of any interest to me, really, the topic of pensions. But Kevin just had this kind of, you know, amazing presence. And what he was talking about was was just mind-blowing, uh, just, you know, how it could help people. And at the end of that presentation, I went up to Kevin and I said, you know, that, that was great you know I generally had never really heard anything like it before and um, and we connected and uh, we spoke the following day actually and from there really just kind of stayed in touch and um, I invited Kevin to speak at the third escape the rat race event that I held um which was a year later and Kevin came and talked about wealth builders which was his company and and Kevin's been helping people business owners and uh, entrepreneurs, to build wealth and become financially independent for you know over 10 years now and uh, it's it's following a process that kevin follow you know created for himself really which is around some wonderful ip based on the seven pillars of wealth um, essentially that in order to stop trading time for money the only way that that's possible is to learn how to create and build assets so that assets work hard for you rather than you working hard for money as in the words of robert kiyosaki And, um, you know, obviously I was very in tune with this already, but Kevin was, you know, probably catering for a slightly different avatar. As I say, the business owners, people who perhaps had already got some assets in their life, um, but just really wanted to learn how to create multiple streams of income from different asset classes. And so, so Kevin spoke at my event, he talked about, you know, the model and um, it took a few years for Kevin and me to just build that relationship. It was very organic you know we were both really you know focused on helping people achieve the same thing but just in a slightly different approach and um it took well four maybe five years before we actually got together again which was the end of 2018 early 2019 and um and just realized that we could really help each other we could work together to create something bigger than the individual parts and um, Coming back to wealth dynamics again, for anyone that's familiar with that, Kevin is a kind of very creative person, comes up with lots of ideas, you know, um, star profile, and uh, good at kind of communicating, getting the message out there. And I'm a deal maker, which is much more tempo energy, which is you know very much about taking an idea and and getting it done. You know, it's about getting the people together, making sure that things are just getting done. So together we we work really well as a team. And uh, Kevin invited me basically to help him create a membership program for the Wealth Builders community. And it was really just pulling everything out of Kevin's brain that he had learned over the last 10 years about building wealth and putting it into a very easy to follow step-by-step process, a system that anybody could follow to build their wealth. And that's exactly what we've done. And over the last two years since we launched that, we now have over 250 you know, entrepreneurial employees and business owners who are following those steps, who are moving from a place of financial insecurity, where they're relying on that one source of income every month. And we know that that is risky because whether it's from a job or from a business, as we've seen with the COVID situation, that could disappear tomorrow. And if you're relying on one source of income, you basically, you don't want to be in that position. So the only way is to really start diversifying. And the only way is to start learning about these different asset classes. And so, yeah, we've got people moving from that insecurity to a place where they're financially secure now within two to three years, and then financially independent within five to seven years. And that just gives people peace of mind. It gives people the freedom to do what they want on their own terms, to travel, to spend time with their families. And, you know, it's it's absolutely amazing. It's It's everything that I love. And working with Kevin, collaborating, having someone else um, is, is just, you know, it takes all the weight off your shoulders. And it's a, a top tip for anyone who's in business on their own. You know, if you're feeling the pain, definitely look at who's around that you could collaborate with.
0: Wise words. So just before I delve a little bit deeper into that, sure, the, the core of this um, methodology that you teach, the, the, um, the recurring revenue roadmap map. I just want to touch on the partnership thing because you've nailed you've hit the nail on the head where you say, you know, getting a partner in business can be a huge, huge help. I mean, I've had partnerships in the past and partnerships that haven't worked out for whatever reason. So I've been on both sides of it as well. And I think that what I am always fascinated by is what makes a good partnership, one that lasts. And I know you've mentioned now that you know with wealth dynamics, as if anyone that isn't familiar, I would recommend checking it out. So Roger Hamilton is the creator. Um, and just do a search, Google search for wealth dynamics. And there's a, a free version called Genius U. You. You can just uh, check out and just get a taste of a taste of a 10, so to speak. But this idea of having people on sort of opposite ends of the wealth dynamics to complement each other. So, what you're good at, maybe Kevin isn't so good at, and what Kevin's good at, maybe you're not so good at. And that that ability to be able to then share the workload is, is huge. I just wonder how much you knew about each other and your strengths before you decided to go at it together or was that something you learned after the fact and just it was luck
1: no we we did know that about one another and and that was why it was good to just organically let that relationship build over time and actually it's a fundamental aspect of one of the seven pillars that we teach one of the seven pillars and we refer to pillars is assets basically and one of them is joint ventures go on give, give us the seven pillars just so we've got it, yeah, well, we've got it i'll run way. through so we're not keeping anyone in suspense yeah exactly thing. So the first one is home capacity. So what we're talking about here is that, you know, if you own your own home, for most people that takes money out of your pocket every month, but you can turn your home into an asset. So it actually brings money in to your pocket. And there's a couple of ways to do that. You know, One way is if you've got spare rooms, like capacity indoor, you could rent rooms out and, and have a lodger and that would bring some cash flow, or you might have space outside. So you might be able to convert a garage or an outhouse into an airbnb and that could create a cash flow and income stream um so that's a couple of examples there there's there's more as well the second pillar is that wonderful topic of pensions that one that really you know kept me i think i think i've actually seen that same presentation yeah. by kevin uh <laughs> and, at a property event as well so yeah yeah another one you and, mean. and 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 pensions are actually one of the most overlooked assets that exist because most people have got a pension and most people have got, you know, if they've been working for 20, 30, 40 years, that pension could be quite a sizable sum. And most people think that it's locked away. They can't access it until they're 55. And um, that's not the case. There's a certain type of pension, which we specialize in at Wealth Builders, um, which is for business owners. Uh, so it's, a we call it the director's pension. And it allows you actually to access your your personal and your workplace pensions and um, actually start using it now in your business, in your property portfolio. So it's a way to leverage that money that you think is locked away. And you're not earning very much, you get that statement every year, you know, and you look at it, and you're not very impressed, and you file it away until next year. Well, you can actually transform your pension right now. So so that's, you know, that second asset class. The third pillar is... Um, is investments. So, just, you know, most people have got some money either in savings or an ISA or in, in some shares. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the problem with these first three pillars is they're all based on the markets, right? So the housing market, the stock market, which is where the pensions are invested. And, you know, if you've got savings, again, it's in the market. So we have no control over the market. It goes up and it goes down. And if you were looking to retire in 2008, Uh, and all your money was tied up in the market, then it wasn't a very pretty picture and and very, very sad situation for many people. Um, so, So those are the first three. We call those the traditional pillars. Now, the only way we believe to really transform and build your wealth is to perhaps use some of that money that's locked away in those three pillars, but to move it to the other side, to the entrepreneurial pillars. And pillar number four is property portfolio. So this is obviously owning property, which you rent out and, uh, you know, somebody else is paying that off for you. So um, you can get a much better return on your money there, as you well know, Steve, from property, you know, instead of, you know, different strategies, but, you know, you can get up 8, 10, 12 percent, even more in certain strategies. And then pillar number five is business. So there's all sorts of different business. But if you really understand business and uh, you get it working for you, then Business as an asset, a true asset, is a business that works without you. So this is very on point with what we're talking about today is the only way to achieve that is by leveraging systems or leveraging people. Um, so that's a way to extract yourself from the day to day of the business. And, you know, the returns in the business can be infinite. Pillar number six is intellectual property. So that's actually turning your knowledge into some kind of product or service that you can create once, but it can pay you over and over again. So this could be writing a book, could be creating a course, coming up with a system that you license out to people. So there's there's many different ways that it can create IP. And then the final pillar is joint ventures, as I spoke about, which is two parties coming together to create a win-win situation where there's an income stream generated, which you can split. Um, and when you any one of those is is nice on its own. But as, as I said earlier, one of anything is risky. So building your wealth in one of those pillars, and for many people, that's property. Who knows what the government might do? Who knows what might happen in, in the world? Um, so whilst you can diversify within property, you're kind of still putting your eggs in one basket to some degree. So the more pillars you can diversify across, if you can have some income coming from property, some from investments, some perhaps using your pension, some from a business, joint ventures, you know, the more pillars, the more financially bulletproof you'll be. And that's a process and a system that Kevin has created. And now we've developed, as I say, into a step by step process that anybody can follow.
0: Brilliant, that is gold for anyone who isn't aware of a the seven glasses or actually thinking about the the value of actually splitting your your portfolio so to speak across different asset classes and i think that is you know a real real gem and it's one of the bigger reasons i big reasons i moved away from just being in property was um that fear of you know, i just started thinking what if the property market crashes when i'm in the middle of doing a big development this is when i was sort of thinking about going to commercial conversions and all big commercial projects and i was thinking all your eggs in one basket and something happens to the market you know it's exactly that was i needed to find some other way i already had property so i as you say i needed to find a new pillar to build a second stream so yeah i totally totally agree with that although i still have some other streams to go so i'll be uh a tough toughen you up for some uh some tips uh in the near future no doubt
1: yeah i mean we we know steve don't we a lot of people listening now will be small business owners and we know what it's like to be a small business owner yeah. you just you, you, you get so excited by it right you just live and breathe your business uh, you know and and often you kind of have this tunnel vision it's all you think about is your business but you know we're trying to get you to get funnel vision which is look beyond your business um so how can you use your pension to you know fuel your business maybe there's equity in your property that you can fuel your business and get greater returns there's going to be joint ventures you can accelerate your business like that, or perhaps you can create some IP. Um, and, and there's so many ways that you can boost your business when you think about these other six pillars. Yeah. I mean, w- one of the things
0: that I think most people that it's probably more, more, more and more common these days is about creating IP from your own expertise, a bit like exactly what you've done with, with um, uh, the Wealth Academy uh, Wealth Builders Academy, is that. Having this knowledge traps in your head and being the expert and coaching people one-to-one is great, and you can change people's lives, and that's fantastic. But actually, what more can you do if you can actually create something that more people can access and maybe even slightly more affordable so they can get into your knowledge, get into your expertise that you spent 10, 20 years building up, but at a much lower price point? But that's all recurring revenue for you. You create it once, you set and forget, so, so to speak. Obviously, it needs updating you know, to keep it con- uh, concurrent uh, or current with you know whatever the trends are but the idea is the bulk of the work's done and that's something i think a lot of people that maybe overlook but maybe the the knowledge of that's becoming uh more widespread but sim- simple things like that i think can make a huge huge difference so um just before i do forget we, we were talking about partnerships and i just want to finish on this because i know we talked to we, we dipped into the seven pillars as we started talking about partnerships But that the question I posed to you was, um, when you, how much sort of background knowledge did you get about each other before you started? And you answered and said, you know, you actually spent years getting to know each other. I think that is gold as well. That people rush in, and I can count myself as one of these people in the past. Rush into partnerships because you're so excited about the new opportunity. Thing, oh, this is going to be great. You know, you know, we can share the wealth, and you may hardly know the person. And so I think that is, you know, goal. I just wanted to touch on that because I think sort of hearing that, like someone else saying that now, actually me looking back in hindsight, thinking, hmm, maybe that was actually something I should have done a bit more due diligence on. So um, I think that was, that was something I wanted to pick up on. Is there any other tips you can think about why your partnership with Kevin seems to be so strong and be so successful um, that you can share to to help anyone thinking about starting a JV with somebody?
1: Yeah I mean I, that that definitely I think is is one of the key aspects is the you know is the complementary skills um is really knowing what you're good at and knowing where you need to work with other people um and you know wealth dynamics is a system in itself it's a system for entrepreneurs so you know definitely you know do check that out as you mentioned Steve um i i don't know i, I perhaps, is- you know there's a bit of luck um you know sometimes you just get lucky, right? There's a click and, and things work. And um, again, you know, that didn't happen overnight. So um, you know, I think it was kind of by design. Uh, cool. All right. Well, um, I do want to just
0: finish with a couple of signature questions if I can just borrow a few more minutes of your time. But uh, so here we go. So what are your three favorite apps or browser plugins and why?
1: Oh, okay. Um, well, God, my Google Chrome is just full of extensions. Um, I mean, one that I find actually really handy um, is is one called Eyedropper. And it basically just allows you to click it and pick up the color on, on a page. So if you're doing kind of landing pages, any kind of marketing stuff, And, um, you know, you just need to just grab a color. Um, I find Eyedropper that I use that a lot as well. Um, I also use, um, let's have a look. What's most, what's on the home screen? Well, look, we talk about Asana. I know you absolutely love Asana, but we could not run the business without Asana. That is our project management tool um and another one trying to think of one a little bit different you know rather than the usual ones the
0: eyedropper was a good one I, I thought i was the only one that knew about that so i'm impressed
1: <laughs> <laughs> um well i mean for podcasting um yep. you know we're recording on zoom but one uh, platform i've used for a long time is called zencaster so that is z e and um you know that's a great platform it used to be audio only but now they've introduced video and you can literally just send a link to someone. And as soon as they click the link, you're speaking to each other over the internet and it records it and uploads it directly into Dropbox. Uh, So it's really, really good.
0: Yeah, cool. Ah, Not not heard that one. That's a great tip. Thank you very much. All right. So who else would you think would be a great guest on this podcast?
1: Oh, I'm going to refer back to Wealth Dynamics again and the steely people, right? Because uh, there's four types of profiles really there. You've got the creative people. You've got the people who are really connected and love you know, engagement. You've got people who are very grounded and service driven. And then you've got the detailed people, people who love to optimize and systemize and pull things apart and put them back together. So I'm trying to think of who my steely connections are. Um, <clears throat> I'm never good at being put on the spot, Steve. So yeah. Um, Oh, uh, I've I'll got, come, to struggle, I'll come back got to, to struggle it. with a name. Yeah, 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 I'll
0: come back to it. I don't want to keep you on the spot at all. Um, so the title of this podcast is Systemize Your Success. What does success mean to you?
1: Well, I think it's, it's happiness. You know, um, success means different things to different people. But if you wake up every day happy, then I think you've been successful.
0: Brilliant answer. And lastly, do you believe you can systemize your success? Absolutely. And why?
1: Why? Um, I think everything, ultimately, if you look around, is a series of kind of processes and systems, whether we acknowledge it and pay attention to it. But um, I mean, you can abs- you absolutely must systemize your business. That is absolute guarantee. Systemizing your success. Well, yeah, I think you've got to enjoy the journey, right? Your success is, um, is something I don't think you can necessarily engineer. You don't. You might have an idea and you should have an idea of what the outcome is that you're looking for. But I don't think any plan will work. You know, it, it won't go to plan. There's going to be a lot of bumps along the way. So I think, yeah, you can definitely systemize uh, a fair bit of your success. But, um, yeah, the other part is is a little bit little bit of a mystery. Mystery or luck or something. In the yeah. middle. <laughs> a combination of all those things. Alright brilliant Christian
0: thank you so much just before I go how can people contact you and is there anything you want to share with our community while you're here
1: Yeah well you know if if anyone listening is interested in in what we've been talking about today then um we just launched the Wealth Builders Academy which is the program where we we help business owners and entrepreneurial employees to to build wealth and become financially independent within 5 years so just by heading over to wealthbuilders.co.uk/academy We'll uh, we'll get you all the information. And also, uh, I actually, you know, host a podcast every week as well. So if you're interested in listening to kind of all things money and finance, uh, but in a fun conversational way, not not boring, um, then uh, search Wealth Talk, all one word, Wealth Talk podcast on all the usual places. Fantastic. And
0: we'll put those links in the show notes as well, so you can find them at your leisure. Christian, it's been an absolute pleasure. I've really enjoyed this. So thank you very much for taking your time out today. Thanks, Steve.